Welcome to Hubbard Helps, a program that spotlights the people and organizations making a difference in Chicago. Now here's your host, Kara Hernandez. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. The issues youth face continually grow as the world around them constantly changes. The Bridge Youth and Family Services created a safe place within the Northwest Chicago suburbs for communities to support youth and families with counseling, mentoring, workshops, and more. With us this morning to talk more about The Bridge and the work they are doing for youth and their families is Chris Salyards, the Executive Director of the organization. Chris, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. How did The Bridge Youth and Family Services get started and how has it grown into what it is today? So the Bridge Youth and Family Services started in 1965 when a group of community members came together to address issues with some of our most vulnerable youth uh, in our community. It has grown over time to include what it is today, which is mental health services, mentoring services, and crisis services to help keep families together uh, and deflect them from DCFS and juvenile justice systems. You're the executive director of The Bridge. What led you to the position you're in today, and what sparked your passion for helping youth have the social resources they need to thrive? I always tell people that I was a natural-born social worker. Uh, I was born biological to an adoptive family. My parents adopted 10 kids, most of them with special needs. And so from a young age, I knew that my place was in social services. I have done many things in my career from work, residential, foster care, court systems, both in the United States and the UK. And during COVID, we saw a tremendous spike in mental health issues with our kids uh, to, to the point where today we have kids who are really struggling in the areas of social anxiety, anxiety, and depression. And so what brought me to the bridge was their mission, uh, the mission to really make sure that every kid who needed services could have them regardless of ability to pay. I believe that my heart belongs to the community and so does the bridge. And so it was a natural alignment for me. That's awesome. That actually leads me into my next question, which you touched on a little bit, is um, what do you want listeners to understand about issues that youth faces today? either before COVID or after COVID? And are there any misconceptions? Well, I think that we've seen a title shift in uh, how people conceptualize mental health, where when I was growing up, you didn't talk about going to see a therapist. It was was taboo. Um, And now if you don't see a therapist, it's taboo. And so, you know, I've, I've seen with our young people going to counseling, going to therapy is definitely what's on their minds. They are keyed in and looking for the services. We see that our kids are struggling, uh, both emotionally and socially. Some of it is due to COVID, and I believe some of it is due to just growing up in, in an environment where social media and the exposure to a greater group of people at a depth that maybe we don't even quite understand has created a, lot, a ripple effect for them. And so we see these staggering numbers of kids who are really having significant trouble with adjustment, whether it's, again, due to anxiety or whether they are really just up against some strong depression. Uh, I do think that families 
experienced a great strain during COVID as well. And so those pressures sort of have, have been felt by the entire family. So really, you know, we've got a lot of people who are who are really feeling like they need some help and, and not always sure where and how to get it. I know that from all the literature I've read, suicide among our middle schoolers and, and high schoolers is unprecedented. Uh, and we see a lot of that at the bridge with suicidal ideation and self-harm. So it's finding opportunities to elevate the narrative for our uh, families, our kids, our community, to really be on the lookout and to extend that helping hand if needed, even if it's just pointing them in the direction of finding a service that might be beneficial for them. This is Hubbard Helps on Hubbard Radio Chicago. I'm Kara Hernandez. Today, we're joined by Chris Salyards, the Executive Director of the Bridge Youth and Family Services. The Bridge is committed to helping youth with their mental health needs and other necessary resources. According to your website, bridgeyouth.org, you offer many services for both youth and their families. What are some of the different services you provide and what impacts have they made? So we offer low and no-cost mental health services. We actually just started taking Medicaid insurance this year, so that has greatly extended our uh, reach into the community. We provide bilingual and English, uh, bilingual Spanish, excuse me, and English-speaking services to our kids and families. And we do not time limit the uh, number of times that a, a kid or a family can come and see their therapist. We offer group counseling, and we are actually kicking off a parenting group here in the near future, a Spanish-speaking parenting group, to help parents who maybe are struggling with what to do with their teenagers or their middle schoolers. How do we, how do we help empower parents to uh, decode kids? Because <laughs> because they're sometimes a mystery to us, right? Oh, I definitely agree with that. Even today, now that I'm an adult, my mom still doesn't understand half the stuff I'm saying with slang and social media references. Right, right. And so it's bridging, that's not to use a pun, but bridging that gap sometimes between parents and kids as well. And we also have a family stabilization program, which is a state grant program where our goal is to intervene at early intervention and intense intervention to keep kids out of DCFS custody and juvenile justice uh, whenever safe and appropriate. Uh, We work with a lot of community partners, the police, the hospitals, and the schools to do early identification and early intervention to really help that family repair itself before too much uh, breakdown has occurred. And then our final program is our mentoring program. We offer one-to-one mentoring provided by volunteer mentors to help kids who maybe are falling off track with school or maybe need another caring adult in their life or just maybe need to build that social interaction. And so through one-to-one mentoring, through group outings with our mentors and our kids, we're able to make those connections and build those relationships so that kids feel like they have uh, growing social capital. On April 22nd, the Bridge will be holding their annual Gala Collage, a mosaic of healing. How did this event come about? What is the goal for the event? And how can people participate? That's a great question. So the Gala is something that we've done forever and ever. It is our annual large fundraiser where we bring in the bulk of our funds, which primarily support the mentoring and the, and the scholarshiping of uh, families who need 
free mental health care. Uh, the goal for the evening is to bring in a hundred thousand uh, night of, and that is to support again kids, families, and the growing service delivery platform that the bridge has a vision for. We envision strengthening our partnerships in our community, making sure that any kid who needs us can have access to us, and truly becoming the premier provider of services to adolescent youth in our community. If there is an issue, we should know about it, and we want to be there to help. The ways that people can participate, there's so many. Um, They can, of course, buy a ticket and come and see what we're all about. They can donate. Uh, They can not necessarily related to the gala, but we are always looking for mentor volunteers. So uh, that's a great way to get engaged and get involved with us is to sign up as a volunteer. And, you know, we would love to see more of our community participation because we believe that with the community support, we will be the most effective that we can possibly be. Awesome. You guys already sound like you're so effective and have so many programs running, but do you have any goals for the bridge in the future? We do have lots of goals for the future. Um, Ideally, we will be able to expand both our therapeutic team and our space. We would love to be able to double in size in terms of our impact to our community. We know that the kids are out there. We know that they need the service. And so continuing to knock down barriers to services, that that is our primary goal. Um, and that is accomplished through meeting them in their communities, having more staff to, to respond, and being able to provide the best services that we can. What's the best way for those listening right now to help the bridge, as well as help youth and their families and their communities? I think it all goes back to volunteering. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, sign up to our newsletter. Uh, we are out and about building partnerships constantly. So finding ways that we can return this organization back to the community that we belong to. COVID, of course, did a lot of things for a lot of of not-for-profits and not all of them were great things. And so it's about just, you know, reintegrating with our community and finding those volunteers and finding those donation opportunities that exist in our community to help us expand our impact and um, integration into, into the Palatine community. Thank you so much, Chris, for talking to us this morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Our guest this morning has been Chris Salyards, Executive Director of The Bridge. For more information or to contribute to their mission, visit bridgeyouth.org. That's B-R-I-D-G-E-Y-O-U-T-H dot org. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. I'm Kara Hernandez. Hubbard Helps is powered by Hubbard Radio, making a difference in Chicago.